Welcome to another episode of The Bandage Podcast, a weekly wrap-up of the most trending healthcare news. Each week, join me and my co-host, Alex Ross, as we'll discuss the latest in healthcare, health IT, and compliance. In this week's episode, we discuss legislation for health workers' mental health, an app to study happiness, and how picky eating affects health. Let's wrap things up. This is episode 76 for the week of March 15th. I'm Matt Moneypenny. And I'm Alex Ross. Before we get started, our diagnosis code of the week is W22.01XA, walked into wall, initial encounter. Yeah, that happened. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I think this has happened to everyone. (laughs) But as far as a diagnosis code and going to the doctor for it, probably not so much. I tell you right now, I probably walked into the wall this morning. No, I definitely did walk into the wall this morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was it was bad. Um, basically, been doing some remodeling around the house, uh, changing how the layout is a little bit, trying to get more of that open floor plan, right? Mm-hmm. Like is mm-hmm. all the style right now. Um, and one of the things that I had to do in order to make that happen was I actually moved one of the doorways to uh, one yes. side about four foot. Um, so... This morning, it was like 4 a.m., the dog starts barking. They've got to go outside to use the the backyard. And so I kind of stumble out of bed half asleep. And, you know, I didn't even open my eyes. I know how to get through my house. Um, And I walked right into the wall where the door should have been. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we all got to go outside, Um, me in particular into an ambulance to be checked out for the concussion oh. yeah it was it was a good time nice. 4 a.m <laughs> with that let's get into the news first up we have making it legal to protect health workers mental health legislation to help healthcare workers maintain their mental health has been reintroduced in washington after time ran out for it to be approved last year The Dr. Lorna Bren Healthcare Provider Protection Act is named for a doctor from Virginia who was working on the front lines of the pandemic in New York when she died by suicide. The legislation creates grants for training health professionals and strategies to reduce and prevent suicide, burnout, mental health conditions, and substance disorders. It would also pay for a study on healthcare professionals' mental health and behavioral health. Uh, I think this is good. Um, so we could talk about burnout and burnout has been a huge problem in healthcare prior to the pandemic already. And then the pandemic happened and it made things way worse. So essentially we're in a situation now where healthcare workers who have been in the industry for, you know, decades upon decades were already kind of burnt out. They're like extremely burnt out. And then you have people who were just now getting into the industry as well because, you know, some countries were just accepting, you know, expediting doctors and nurses uh, in their schooling just so that they can be on the front lines of the pandemic. So now they're also burnt out. So any kind of, you know, uh, acts to protect uh, healthcare workers, especially after after COVID-19 is, is definitely a good move, in my opinion. Absolutely. You have to think with everything that's gone on this year, it probably gets harder and harder to recruit people into these types of professions when they see Mm -hmm. uh, the effects of something like this pandemic on on people. So from 
sort of a longevity standpoint of the the health worker industry generally, they're going to have to take steps like this to help people, um, you know, work healthier, both physically and mentally, because otherwise it's going to become a less and less attractive career, right? Altruism and this desire to help people only goes so far. And if there was kind of a point where it's... If there was one career that was like needed in the world, it's definitely healthcare workers. <laughs> right. So we right. don't want that to have to have happen where they don't no one wants to be a doctor, even if it does pay a lot because of the burnout and mental problems that come with it. Next up, the happiness project. Researchers at Yale are taking a new approach to understand mental health. Their smartphone app, The Happiness Project allows people to play games, learn about scientific research, and help psychologists uncover an equation for happiness. 10,000 people have already downloaded the app and began playing games to contribute to the experiments. The app asks users how they feel as they play the game. By looking at data from players, researchers can start to better understand things that determine how they feel from minute to minute. It will also help them determine differences between people that are important for understanding conditions like anxiety and depression. The app is accessible on all smartphones. I like the name of this. Uh, yeah. The Happiness Project is, is, is a good, you know, that makes me happy thinking about, you know, oh my gosh, what is this project? So, um, Yeah, I just went know. to the app store and I'm downloading it myself. And it, I will say that the reviews on the app store, the Google app store, has this app sitting at a solid 3.8. So not terrible. That's not terrible, but the spread seems honest. You know, usually if you see kind of a lower score, it's because a bunch of people brigaded in and left one star reviews, which drug down the average. But this one, it seems pretty well spread. And while five star reviews are the majority of reviews, four star reviews are very, very close. So some users are saying that, you know, it's very great from a scientific and logical perspective like those type of games are are very good um other users are suggesting that the games are too long or maybe they aren't games at all um but they're more interested in just seeing what kind of research findings will come of it the lab itself says that each game should take less than three minutes and they are basing these games on laboratory experiments yeah this kind of accomplishes two things number one it takes a look at mental health and then number two you know, there's that whole debate as to, you know, are video games bad for people in general, especially, you know, violence in video games. That was a big thing the past four years. Um, right. But we know so, gamifying things can be really yeah, powerful in, exactly. in treatments of things as well. So, like, th- there is not going to be an answer of are video games good or bad because it all depends on the context. It all depends mm-hmm. on what game. It all depends on how it's being used. Um in this case, it seems like they're using it for good. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. Next up, why it's important for kids to eat their veggies. Picky eating is fairly common in kids, but it often carries over into adulthood and leads to a greater risk of certain diseases and poor health outcomes. A study of over 4,000 people looked at the relationship between picky eating, known as food neophobia, and diet quality health-related biomarkers, and the development of diseases over an eight-year period. 
Picky eating was associated with several health-related biomarkers, including lower levels of polyunsaturated fatty acids, which are vital for brain function and cell growth. It was linked with lower levels of high-density lipoprotein and higher levels of inflammation biomarkers. Researchers also found that food neophobia was linked with an increased risk of type 2 diabetes and risks of coronary heart disease. All of that makes sense. Yeah. I think of people I know who are picky eaters. And for example, uh, we would pick which restaurant to go eat based on whether or not they served chicken tenders and french fries. (laughs) Right? We could go to a a Chinese restaurant. We could go to a a Mexican restaurant. We could go to an American restaurant as long as they had chicken tenders and french fries. (laughs) Yes. Chicken tendies, if you will. And, And that lack of variety in the diet definitely has some kind of negative implications just just generally yep. it has to um and and i the link that they're making with type 2 diabetes um the the logical pathway for me is thinking like what kind of foods have a really low barrier to eating like anybody will eat them and yes. sweets really have to top that list yep it's you know we get a positive association with sweets and desserts and all of those kind of things and so for someone who is a picky eater you know they may pass up on the broccoli but they're never going to pass up on the brownie because that's something that they like reasonably Mm -hmm. so it's it's a good food it tastes good that's exactly (laughs) what i was going to say is is these you know people who are picky eaters are usually picky when it comes to the things that aren't as tasty which is usually you know the natural veggies you know, maybe even the natural fruits. Instead, they're going to go with the artificial flavored candies and chocolates and uh, cookies and, you know, factory made everything else. So, right, right. It definitely makes sense that there's a correlation um, between all this stuff. And I also like the name food neophobia. I didn't know that was a real thing. <laughs> Absolutely. I remember hearing a story not too long ago talking about what makes people into picky eaters and obviously a lot of it came down to just the relationship between them and food as it's been cultivated growing up there was some suggestions that what mothers ate while they were pregnant influenced the foods that that the babies enjoyed and the link they made was that the cravings that they had for just random foods and random food combinations was actually an evolutionary device to get different foods in so that the, yeah. the child would learn what kind of foods are good and and they should be eating. I thought that was just the coolest idea. <laughs> I agree. So uh, what strategies work for combating food neophobia? That's going to have to be the next step in that research. <laughs> yeah. With us, going to our next segment, B R E A C H, Breach Patrol. It's a breach! All of the latest cybersecurity breaches. Welcome to Breach Patrol. We talk about the latest and biggest and most recent breaches all across the world. First up, hackers on Cloud9 after an airline attack. CIDA, a company that provides IT services to about 90% of the global air transport industry, confirmed that it was victim to a highly sophisticated cyber attack. British Airways, Finnair, and Singapore Airlines are among those who have acknowledged that passenger data from their frequent flyer programs was breached in the incident. 
it doesn't appear that passwords or financial information was impacted, since that's not shared with CIDA. But frequent flyer membership numbers, passenger names, itineraries, and contact information may have all been exposed. These details could be exploited in scams to trick passengers to reveal their password. This is kind of scary. Uh, I mean, the fact that, you know, an airline or airline related company has been, you know, a victim of a cybersecurity breach is something like that sounds like it's out of like a diehard movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this could go right. So obviously they've mostly went with the, with the data of the passengers. But what if, you know, someone hacked an airline and they got into the flights that were happening and, you know, messed up with the communication systems that pilots use. I mean, that's, that's yeah, definitely a scary that. thought. And, and obviously the fact that they can get into one of the related organizations that partners up with a lot of these airlines means that that's definitely a possibility. So I wouldn't rule that out as something that would happen. Hopefully it's something they can, they can try to prevent. Next up, a halt in learning for IT precautions. Melton Vale Sixth Form College in the UK has responded to a cyber attack. Currently, there's no indication to suggesting that any personal data of staff and students was breached. Every device had to be digitally cleaned and reset prior to being used again. The breach caused live lessons and digital assignments to be halted for the day, and students were asked to sign out of their Microsoft accounts as a precaution. Students have been advised to continue learning independently with online resources suggested for use in the meantime. A central IT team and on-site technicians worked through the weekend to ensure that IT provisions were in place for students to return to the classroom. This sounds like uh, the best possible scenario for someone who is feeling way overwhelmed with their schoolwork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was kind of thinking the same thing. This is uh, the nice. technological futuristic equivalent of some kid pulling the fire alarm. Or having a snow day. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because a snow day, just, you know, you can't control it. It either happens or it doesn't. But mm -hmm. something like pulling the fire alarm, you know, it's that one kid, the one rotten kid who doesn't want to be in school anymore. <laughs> so they commit a crime to get out of it. <laughs> yeah, I think it it is interesting. You know, and of course, the college is going to suggest and advise that students continue learning independently with a ton of online resources and i'm sure and of that course the they will yeah exactly i'm sure that those resources <laughs> are great but i don't think that the students are necessarily going to go out of their way to learn unless it, you know there's always those handful of students who understand they're like well i'm paying for this anyway so i might as well try to get something out of it but right, that is those people would have been my friends yeah 100 <laughs> percent. so uh hopefully this school is not that affected and finally, Verkata is visualizing its security risks. A group of hackers found their way into a massive collection of security camera data collected by Silicon Valley startup Verkata Inc. They gained access to live feeds of 150,000 surveillance cameras inside hospitals, police departments, prisons, schools, and companies like Tesla. One of the hackers said that the reason for the attack stems from curiosity, fighting for freedom of information, and against intellectual property. They also mentioned that they're inspired by anti-capitalism, anarchism, and said that the idea is too much fun not to do. Verkata said they have disabled all internal administrator accounts to prevent unauthorized access. There is an investigation to determine the scale and scope of the issue. 
Usually we don't get the uh, hacker's side of things. I, I find this answer that he gave uh, so terribly entertaining. They were curious, and it was just too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could not do it. I mean, this name of this company sounds like ricotta cheese, so I have to go in there and, and poke around and see what I can do. <laughs> now, I will say that the breach itself is incredibly serious. I mean, they looked at yes. live feed cameras from some very, uh, how you say, yes, sensitive locations. Uh, Now, I don't know how many trade secrets you can actually steal from Tesla by just looking at cameras inside their buildings. But, I mean, there is a potential for HIPAA breaches by looking at hospital security cameras, Mm -hmm. right? If someone's file is sitting out on the counter and the camera's clear enough to read it, um, or just having information about prisons and how they operate and stuff like that could be pretty dangerous for the prison uh, in terms of, I don't know, people planning a major escape or something like that. So <laughs> hopefully right. Verkata gets this, uh, Verkata, I'm not quite sure, but hopefully they get this under control. <laughs> right, exactly. And that's it for this week's wrap up of your weekly healthcare news. I'm Alex Ross. And I'm Matt Moneypenny. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of The Bandage. This week's episode was written and produced by eTactics. eTactics is a leading revenue cycle solutions organization committed to providing innovative, web-based solutions that improve our clients' cash management and customer relationships. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.